Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkast mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Um, hello everyone. Hello. Another episode of Halbkast. Hype, hype to the cast. The show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. Don't do that again. I'm sorry. Sorry, everyone. Don't ever do that again. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Uh, We also have a third person. Hi, I'm Abe Epperson. Ah. Hey. (laughs) The crowd goes wild. (laughs) <laughs> welcome abe hey th- uh thanks for having me here again of course yeah of how course. are you always a pleasure with you boys mm-hmm. how are you doing what's what's life like what's planet abe like well right now as we record this episode it's day three of game stonks <laughs> game stonks yeah game stonks yeah so you know just trying to you know, just trying to figure it out. Just trying to, you know, mm-hmm. do my part and know what's what and what's yep. happening and who's I go- to blame. I googled, <laughs> yeah, I googled what is stock market and then I gave up and I've decided that it's none of my business. Yeah. And do you got any of them? Do you have the hot stocks? Oh, yeah, baby. No, I don't have any. I don't have Tell any. us. Give us. No, I don't. I don't no. Okay. I don't have any of that shit. You think I have okay. my shit together enough for that? What about me makes you think that yeah. I have my shit enough together? Well, I tr- I tried. I tried. I bought stocks in Beyond Meat, and mm-hmm. uh, I it went up like two hundred percent because I was smart. I was like mm-hmm. them. That fake meat, it's on the up and up. The mm-hmm. problem is, is when you're poor, you can only buy like three stocks. Yeah. So I made like $60, and I realized the stock market is stupid, and we shouldn't have money. Well, you know what you do is you take that 60 bucks, hit up a casino, let it ride. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, gambling, uh, on the other hand, is terrific. Not like the very sophisticated, not gambling (laughs) stock market. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. I I love me some trash gambling. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And you guys want to bet on this podcast? <sighs> yeah, what are we betting on? Yeah, yeah, what's the uh Okay. Um Fuck, what do we bet on? I th- right, I other thought people, it works okay. like blackjack where I, you, you We should <laughs> you flip the card okay. and I I bet. Here's the, here's an idea. Is other people should bet on this podcast. Yeah, who's going to win? Uh, if it goes if it goes shorter than I, I don't know whether it goes shorter than like 45 minutes mm-hmm. 
or goes longer than 40. You know yeah, what I mean? They can bet long. on the length. We can't yeah. bet on the length mm-hmm. because we control the Because length. we control the length, yeah. But they've already but other seen should... the time code. This is all poorly planned. <laughs> yeah, oh, they've already fuck, seen it. Yeah, right. They already know how long it's going to be. They know so how like, long Okay, everybody it. close your eyes. Close. No, that doesn't work. No. They've already probably nope. seen um, it. No. Go back in time. Go back in time. There it is. There it there is. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, um, you hear? What if, like, what if, uh, what if uh, they, like, bet on the amount of times we say, like, the word fart machine? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Ooh, yeah. We the do word fart that. machine. The phrase fart machine. You I got mean, it. they can bet on anything like that, yeah. Okay. All right, fart machine. Here we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Accounting the words we already said. Mm-hmm. Oh, Where shit. are we? What's going on? Producers. We're partway between fart machine and lunchbox disco. Okay. Ooh, the sleeper. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, should we talk about our producers? We should, probably, yeah. We okay. Should, we should probably get around to doing that. Well, this was good banter. Uh-huh. Uh, no, solid we banter. Have... We're making good radio. We're making good yeah. radio. <laughs> yeah. Everybody should be really proud. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's all give ourselves a pat on the back and mm-hmm. talk about some mm-hmm. of our Hypecast producers, uh, including a new one this week. Uh, special thanks to Ryan the Silly Money Goose. Thank you, Ryan. Sure. I'm a fan of the name. Uh, also, thank you to Chester's profit thank you to definitely not guillermo del toro we're on to you yeah thank you to uh brian who tom knows uh thank you to doc <laughs> wear a mask you fucks garby Woo. thank you to bob grenville thank you to steven just steven thank you to down home chicken thank you to han Toomey, the confused cyborg Thank you to Asking7, and thank you to, hey, fuck you, I'm Happy Ed. Okay, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, special thanks to uh, I Was Born to Stare. Yeah. Thanks to Dracula the Bus Driving Vampire. Mm. Thanks to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Not singing it this mm. week. Uh, thank you to Chloe Rice. Chloe, thank, thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Hey, the Kool-Aid man says the only unity we need is the homogenous mixture of flavor inside me. Viva la resistance. New name. New name for the Kool-Aid <laughs> man. Uh, thank you to E.T. the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Cody Johnston's Time Machine Noise. Mm. Thank you to Pete Fort Pagel. Pete. And thank you to Glitterous. Glitterous. Okay. You're producing okay. good names. We do have some solid names. Like they, we set the we bar. they set the bar in mm-hmm. terms of yeah. listeners. Yeah, that's it's true. It's because we... We have we have no rules. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, (laughs) no rules, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Gamefully, it helps um, me get in the podcast move. Like I'm ready to podcast now. Yeah. Because there, I know all these clever people are listening. Yeah. Yeah. These wonderful, wonderful, silly people. All these uh, genuine cards Mm -hmm. are listening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys want to talk about some trailers? Sure. Uh, man, I can't wait. I'm okay. so excited to what talk about these it? trailers. Abe, you're you're excited as well? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm one could say the proverbial hype. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can you feel good. it? Can you feel the vibrations? <laughs> I can feel it in the air tonight. Because <laughs> our first trailer is for Godzilla versus Kong. Mm. Now. Yeah. What do you guys think of this goddamn series? Um, I think the Godzilla series is 
demonstrating a thing that we didn't learn in 1998, which is that people don't give a shit about kaiju movies. Sure. Um, and this movie was interesting. This movie was greenlit before King of the Monsters came out. So they had already started working on this movie before King of the Monsters yeah. came out and didn't exactly set the world on fire. Um, yeah. So I wonder if this movie would even exist um, if we it, didn't currently exist in the in the studio structure of green lighting sequels to movies that haven't even come out yet. Yeah. Really? Um, it, it didn't... Godzilla hasn't done well. I thought Godzilla did very well. The first one did okay. Okay. Yeah, it did surprisingly worse than you'd think. Mm-hmm. Mm. It did actually... I did an article about this. It did about as good as the Matthew Prodrick one. Yep. That's, yeah. the, that's the funny thing. Is it did almost the same business. Yeah. It's... it's and, here the the article i wrote was about how it's basically the same movie uh without the irony or the self-awareness not defending mind you not defending the matthew broderick one Mm -hmm. but it's the 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 problem i have with the godzilla films specifically the godzilla films not the kong is that they're just as dumb as a 90s godzilla but they're serious yeah they're so serious uh and they just need to lighten up. That yeah. I think people would like them more if they didn't take themselves so fucking seriously. Yeah. Because it's a dumb, it's it's always going to be dumb. It's giant monsters. It's oh, it's never not going to be dumb. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think people are also forgetting um, how goddamn boring these movies are. Yeah. Um, like every single, with the exception of the original King Kong and the original Godzilla. Every single Godzilla and King Kong movie is trash. They're mm-hmm. all like, I watched all of them growing up mm-hmm. because every kid loves Godzilla movies mm-hmm. and they are so fucking boring. Like even when you get to the monster fights, they're not really that exciting. So it's yeah. like, and all of these movies are boring as shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and now, there's, I have a theory about that. What is it? It's a matter of scale. Um, seeing them... Like it makes the buildings and it makes everything, uh, all the explodiness and all like the, like because we have to get it from a distance. You can't mm-hmm. shoot action that way. There's nothing whizzing right. past camera. There's nothing, so it doesn't feel like a action movie as much. Sometimes they try to do it, but they always slow things down in order mm-hmm. to show the magnitude of these monsters, and it makes it seem slow and like you're witnessing Titans because you are uh, fighting right. for, like if your point of view is a little, you know, ant and that's fine. I think it's a cool perspective, but it feels foreign to viewers of the genre. You know, it feels I, like, Oh, that's not exactly as cool as something like I'd watch any other action movie. You know, I also think that for better or for worse, the, the, the giant monster movies that work, are the ones that are from the perspective of the people mm-hmm. and keep that scale down. Uh, like again, for better or for worse, but the, like, you know, Cloverfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim, these movies popped out be- specifically because they kept in mind that it's like, this is the people witnessing something huge. There is a, uh, something we haven't mentioned about this movie. That's very important. I think, mm-hmm. uh, it's directed by Adam Wingard. Yes. And, He's not nothing. He directed and I think wrote 
uh, the guest in your next, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, went on to make great. Death Note and Blair Witch, which people are less excited about. But he he's a person who understands movies. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, he's because re- he's made he's, good. Ones. Twitter is pretty funny too. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this trailer is just trying to sell it this way and it's actually out of its goddamn mind i mean maybe the the guy who made king of the monsters came from an extremely similar background gareth and something is that michael right? doherty he made oh, trick-or-treat he made trick-or-treat he made krampus. krampus that's the kong one right mm. no he made king of the monsters oh so is it possible that this is the case of the studio getting these directors and then being like, okay, so all that joy, I want you to throw it right out uh, mm-hmm. and do what we say. Do what we say. Is yeah. that, <laughs> I gotta, yeah, that might be what's happening. Look, here, here, here's Brass Tacks. There's been brass like tacks, three Kong movies or so, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah I think so. No. Um, Kong? Yeah. Like of this, there's been one of this universe. Yeah. King Kong movies in general there's been a lot more. There's been a lot more, obviously. Okay. So, yeah. not a single shot of Kong's dick. Well, right. here's the thing. That's such an oversight. To, such an oversight. Warner Brothers. to scale of his body, I looked into this. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The dick would be kind of little. Uh, sure, that's fine. Just, It'd still be enormous um, size from our perspective. Yeah, but I mean, I as, don't lo- know as why... long as you got to the bottom of this. Yeah. Yeah, we need oh, a yeah, sweeping helicopter I wanted... reveal. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted Peter Jackson to go back and do a dick cut of his Kong. Right. Yeah. Because that, like, that T Rex fight and stuff would be great if there was just a dong like hurling itself into just the flapping. shot. You do that shit <laughs> in 3D re-release, you know? Flapping in the skyscrapers. Yeah, when he's fighting the T Rexes and it's I just like, like a boom, helicopter boom, pilot, you know, to like dodge it and then like turn yeah. to you know camera and go, that was a close one. You know. Right. And then, and like, explodes. who cares if it's not anatomically correct for Kong to have no, a dick as just, big as his leg? Yeah, like he—he's a giant listen, monster. Listen, we're 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 weaving dreams here. Uh, we're in yeah. the we're in the business of fantasy. So give him a fucking monster dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude. Make it shoot lasers King. or something. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you so cowards. King's that's the meme. Kong's gonna win, What's right? That? Yeah, because well, they're making him the hero, that's it a, seems. That's another thing that I wanted to talk about briefly with this trailer uh, before we move on, is we've spent two movies now in this universe uh, really sweatily making Godzilla a heroic, benevolent figure, right? He's like right. saving yeah. the Earth from these monsters. And then in this movie, he's just the bad guy. Yeah, right. they're like, and well, I would argue he was always the bad so guy. Crazy. He's so weird. Well, he, here's, here's my theory. My theory is that it's going to start it's going to start with kong uh driving to his office and seeing godzilla blow it up and uh he's going to get like a vendetta and then they're going to fight and learn that their mothers have the same name right that's the meme right mm-hmm. mothra yeah well the meme the yeah, meme mothra. is <laughs> yeah i've seen that the meme is the fact that there, there's no way Kong could win against Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, the point, is Kong is the underdog <clears throat> of right, the fight. Right, uh, And so, yeah, it's that. that's the other thing about these movies, is they can't decide uh, what the moral that's, question is. That, the first Godzilla, 
was the same when like Godzilla is breaking the city and then just because another monster shows up everybody's like yay yeah, we love us. Godzilla yeah. and it's like no he's still a monster that killed a bunch of you they also they literally cheer for him at the end and it was like this is like yeah, a million 911s <laughs> right now that's, that's, what are you doing that's up. yeah yeah that's what I'm talking about. Like they they yeah. they sweatily make him the defender of the realm yeah, in right. the first two films, and then in this movie they're just like, Bap, he's a bad guy now because Kong has to be the good guy." It's like, yeah, okay, you guys, you strange. guys clearly don't care. So why the fuck should I care? Right? Yeah. It's other. Like, uh, it's also they can't they decide also, on the lore. Like my favorite aspect yeah, of this trailer yeah. is that it seems like they know each other. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like there's an age old war. I'm like, yeah. fuck you. They're like looking well, they at each did. other like, you, you motherfucker, yeah. you're here still? I'm going to fucking kill you. It's just like, ah. I would say, most importantly, they also can't decide who the human protagonists are. No, it's the, everybody. The, so far, the movies have had completely different humans uh, in every one. This one looks like the first one where it has like faces from the other films. Mm-hmm. But they kept the, the first one. They're like, hey, check it out. It's Brian Cranston. Oh, he died. Now it's this 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 honky this blank-faced honky. Oh, he's not in the next film. It's these mm. people now. Yeah. And then Kong, Skull, I- Skull Island, totally different group of people. And it's like, I don't know who to root for. You haven't... Yeah, is Godzilla good or bad? Is Kong good or bad? Who do we like? Who are we rooting for? There's going to be like a war room scene after war room scene of just like too many people in the room saying like, yeah. my monster's going to win. No, mine is bigger yeah. and stronger. And it's just like... um, who are you guys again? <laughs> like, why do right. we care? There's a scientist who found them because I'm pretty sure that's it, a footnote, guys. Uh, it, yeah. These films exist in the realm of like those Planet of the Apes reboots where there are good moments in those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for sure. The problem is we just can't care, right? Like, it's not set up. It's to. just there's not enough. There's something missing that it just doesn't have. Uh, fun, or like compelling characters i don't know either Take way this goes this better end with like a two-hour post credit scene where the winner just slowly mm. devours the other Look, yeah i'm missing that well everybody <laughs> just, just watches just slowly eating all of the flesh from the bone yeah um any more thoughts on this on godzilla versus kong mm. no <laughs> babe fart machine you spent are you fart, fart machine? machine. All right, on to like our next fart machine. Lunchbox disco. Yeah. Uh, the Courier is the next trailer. This is old Benny. Uh, he's a spy. This is Bamberdeck Slimpty Boop um, yeah. being a spy. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is my pornography. Yeah, no, this, this, this movie, yeah. I was rock hard this entire trailer. Yeah. Well, you know, bumbling James Bond is kind of inspired for Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, for sure. But it's like it's based on a true story. It's Cold War spy bullshit. It's yeah. it's there's so many films like this with the same like color tone and music, uh, and like not ooh, quite the same tone. Is he gonna though. get caught? Yeah, yeah. It's a little more bumbling, but it's still kind of serious. Yeah, this, I would say. Yeah, this the one's trailers. definitely throwing out a more comedic vibe, at least in the trailer. Right. The yeah. Tra- Jesus. I w- on the spectrum, I'd say it's between, um, it's between like Tinker Taylor, also with uh, uh, Benny, 
and like Sam Rockwell dancing down the streets while assassinating folks mm-hmm. as Chuck Barris. You know, like it's not full on comedy. It's it's just a little more. I still I know, could watch it forever. Just like on the premise alone. Yeah, like, this could be a series. Like I just want Cumberbatch. Like I just want like oh dear. Will this bit of spycraft keep us from tea and cake? Oh, why are you placing a hood over my head? This is highly yeah. unusual. What are the pliers for, my good man? It's just like yeah. I want things to happen to him, and I want him to just like. Mr. Bean is way through it all. <laughs> <laughs> I also like this era. They they love this era with spies because I think the gadgets are just so quaint and like more interesting. Right. Uh because technology, you know, isn't insane. It's not it's not like nowadays you could believe that a spy has anything because right. it's like yeah, every you know, you can fit fucking you can fit a, an entire like you know, media room into a watch now. Well, if you noticed... Uh, like, so this era, it's more fun because they have to be more clever. Right. If you've noticed, the the recent James Bonds have toned down the um, gadgets. <clears throat> and I think that's because yeah. we live in a post-superhero right. world now. Where it's like I, everything is tech, you know? Yeah, and yeah consequently it people just aren't that dazzled by gadgets anymore yeah it's just yeah it's hard to dazzle us because we live in the future the size of of your phone yeah yeah phones. yeah i would be i would be irate if it was bigger than a phone i would complain so spycraft (laughs) kind of had to pivot to the mechanizations of what makes spy spy and like the true art of spycraft which is frankly much more interesting than just like, yeah. oh, look at that. Look at that pen. That's wow. a cool pen. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He can fly. Yeah. I mean, like, I still think that there, there's like a shot of Cumberbatch. Like, he's, I don't know. He's like got turpentine or some shit. And it's clearly like, that's not just a bottle of turpentine or whatever. I don't know what he's doing on the bathroom floor. But like, he's doing yeah. something. And it's like, okay. So he's putting stuff into other stuff. And it's making a third thing. Got it. You know, like, that's spy shit. Uh, but I'd much rather be more occupied with, like, are they going to catch him? And, like, I don't know. Like, that inglorious yeah. bastard shit where it's just, like, are you who I think you are? Because that's, at the yeah. end of the day, the mo- like, that pl- intrigue is the most interesting. So I think it will be fine. It's a, it's a good thing, I think. <laughs> it's a good thing. Like I said, it's my pornography. I'm, I'm into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? I love this spy bullshit. Maybe it's because we're getting older. Like, because this is like, you know, we just were like, Psh, Godville versus Kong, whatever. Ooh, spy thriller. Mm-hmm. So I feel kind of old, but like. Yeah, we're dad. I don't know. We're dads. Yeah, it's sure. a dad. It's definitely a dad movie. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely fathered many children at this <laughs> right, point. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Should we talk about our next trailer? Sure. I think so, it, yeah. It's a sin. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, holy shit. Uh, this is, this is like, um, about, I think it's people, uh, 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 like a group of gay men who don't know each other, but all kind of go to the same scene in London. Mm-hmm. And they make it, the trailer does a really good job of making it seem like, hey, it's fun. 
And then come the AIDS crisis. Yes. Right. And yeah. the editing of this trailer I really liked makes it very clear that it's like, oh yeah, party's over. Shit's about to right. get really real for these people. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very excited about it because it, it's one of those stories that I feel like we've never really tackled good enough. The, the beginning of the AIDS crisis? The beginning of the AIDS crisis, specifically. Uh, Maybe I'm not I'm I'm not terribly well versed in all of the in everything that's been made about that period, but I did I was doing research has. for this because um, like the for a, creator of it is uh, Russell Davies who created Queers Folk Queers Folk yeah which they which had is, was a like really good seasonal show. arcs based around this concept like it really looks like Queers Folk the you know retro version like the early version right. of it cuz it's like ensemble cast and stuff like that there's there's just a lot of the f- how it was ignored for so long if you go back and look at early articles it's really it's really weird cuz it is like this mysterious illness they identify it as mm-hmm. um it was it was wrongfully um blamed on a single uh flight attendant mm-hmm. a gay a gay guy and when it was really in new york for like years before that and they just didn't know what it was it was called i think junkie flu mm-hmm. at first uh there's a whole there's a whole thing there mm-hmm. and i don't i don't actually know the history in london but it's just it's such a it it it's weird it reminds me of like chernobyl in that it's such a s- systematic failure Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, because people didn't care about these people. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know. I don't know the best way to tackle it, but it feels like the best way to tackle it is from the people who lived it. Right. And so, I don't know. There's just so many stories to come out of it. Yeah. Uh, I, this... There's a line in this that I thought was really effective, like as a trailer line. And I think it's said by Lydia West, which is the... Uh, she asks the question, like, have you thought about not, have you thought about stopping? Yeah. And he's like, what? And he's like, having sex. Like, it's just, I have not made, yeah. seen a movie. I've seen movies on either side of that where it's like, ah, party, party, party is never going to stop. And then I've seen, you know, Philadelphia. Um, but there's never the kind of vibe where it's just like the in between where it's like reconciling that someone has aids that's uh that's like kind of new territory for uh pop culture i think and i thought that that was a really good thing (laughs) i also like that it's telling it from the perspective of being young because there's the idea also during this era it was almost like blamed on like well they're more promiscuous uh and there's been studies since then saying like no it had nothing to do with that uh because they're just young Mm-hmm. And they want to start their lives. And, you know, like, that's what comes across, I thought, in this trailer and why I like the framing of the trailer as, like, yeah, yeah. these people are getting away from home. And there's they like, actually get to be young and independent like everyone else. And there's, like, and they want to party and have sex. In terms of preventative, yeah. there's, like, contraceptives not used really at all. So it's just, like, in terms of yeah. disease, uh, you know, like, it just could take over you know like that and that's what it did instead of 
the idea that them being sexually promiscuous and spreading it all around because they can't stop fucking. That's not it. That's not it at all. It's exactly a very a highly contagious disease, especially given a market where like no one is thinking about precautions. Yep. Yeah. And so like, I don't know. It, it's a, uh, it's a hell of a thing. Hell of a story to tell. It also so, has a line in the trailer AIDS, it's all we ever hear, which out of context yeah. is got to it's setting a high bar for 2021 20, for uh line of the year in a trailer. So cause that's just you know, I just like you double taked when I heard that. I was just That is pretty I mean, incredible, yeah. yeah. It would be more incredible if the line was in the Godzilla versus Kong trailer <laughs> yeah, for yeah. some reason. It's like Paddington 3. Yeah. <laughs> Also, they've been pitching this at, as they rightfully should, as it's a British movie, uh, yeah. as the cre- creator of Queer as Folk. But no one, not one piece of uh, uh, PR or marketing has come out saying showrunner of the best years of Doctor Who because they're cowards. They're cowards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it, but yes, I agree they are cowards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for being they're, so yeah. brave. Dave. They're afraid of the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to something lighter. The trailer for Crisis about the uh, the opioid <laughs> epidemic. The, the opioid epidemic. Okay. So this is like a pretend. All right. Sorry, Abe. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I was just gonna say that the just the cast: Gary Oldman, Army Hammer, yep. Evangeline Lilly, and Dracula Untold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Greg Kinnear also, and Michelle Rodriguez are there for a bit. Yeah. But like, that's yeah. quite a cast. That's quite. Also, a cast. this this trailer is wild because it starts like a movie like Spotlight. Right. Where it's like whistleblowers and, and real thing. And then it's like if Spotlight became an action thriller where the church was killing them. Jesus. Because it becomes an like an action thriller. This, yeah. I uh, We got to settle down with our trailers. Like, is it yeah. the premise of the movie just that drugs exist? Because if that's true, the, tra- the trailer is just way over the top. It literally sounds like like a Tron Legacy soundtrack at one point. Yeah. Like it, we are getting out of control. We are we really it's, really got to stop it with our trailers. It's just, I get all right. You know how thrillers? This is how thrillers exist, right? They take something topical. You know, like Chain Reaction is about fusion power and like uh, like companies wanting to cover it up and yada yada because of oil mm-hmm. and gas. And that's always like it's always kind of a throwaway detail of action thrillers because the point is like. You know, the the hook where it's like, you know, he's been framed for a murder he didn't commit or something sure, like that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's always like the why and it's an afterthought. That's this true. one, it just it starts with the why in a way that you think, oh, this is about opioid crisis. And then they're like, and then they built a super drug and Gary Oldman knows about it yeah. and they send assassins. And it was like, whoa, Wait, is this, what? <laughs> is this an outbreak situation? What's going on? <laughs> like, yeah. what, what? I mean, it's about. It's about the development of 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 hydrocodone, right? Or oxycodone? I don't know. Is it? Because that, that people, does did not they assassinate like people? I if thought it was them, a fictional thing, but no, I did don't, they send a cannibal I to assassinate think people? So. See, here's the um, thing. The all, all what? <laughs> yeah, what'd you say, Dave? What did I say? Yeah. Uh, when? Hi. Just now. 
I said, did they assassinate people over it? Did they assassinate people? Yeah. I don't... I don't... Like, it feels like it's not uh, based on a true event. Maybe I'm going to learn like something. It's, I don't know. It's like... Ins- I mean, it's. I think it's It's definitely inspired by it. Uh, because yeah. that, was, that was the pitch behind the thing that Dracula te- says uh, in the trailer um, about it being a non-addictive painkiller is the exact... Yes. Thing that they use to push uh, oxy or hydrocodone. Right. I forget which one. But so it's but like, like it's like based on right the. But like then why not just make a movie about that? Because they cl- they add this thing where like the woman's like get, they're trying to assassinate her and then she's like you fucked with the wrong person and she's like it it's just like on top of a thriller. Make mm-hmm. a movie actually about the opioid crisis and like, right, that, and like tell the, the the actual story of what happened. Call them out. This is like you're right. It seems inspired by that stuff, but it's it's the framework of a thriller. When it's weird, it makes a lot yeah. of sense when you say it like that, Dave. Because you like the opioid crisis, right? Like the movie's called Crisis. Which yeah. is like the most generic name for anything. It's terrible title. Right. It was, I didn't it, think it, of it, that, the opioid crisis, when I, even after I watched it, I just thought they were calling mm-hmm. it crisis because they needed a word that was like, yeah, what's like a, what's well, like until a like, thriller word? Until like six weeks ago, it was called Dreamland. Why? That's not even Why? better. I don't know. I'm just I telling mean, I, you that that's what it was called. I mean, with some titles like that where it's a little bit more obscure, uh, you have to see the movie and then you can say, oh, good title. But Dreamland is definitely more specific than Crisis. You know, yeah. it's like calling your it's thriller a, thriller. Yeah, it's a better, I think it's a better title because at, at, yeah. at least Dreamland is like, ooh, that could be a lot of things. Well, I just crisis assumed is just be- like <laughs> yeah. I assumed it was because opioid crisis. So when I saw the trailer start, I was like, "Oh, this is like the Big Short or something like that to talk about this that's industry." What I yeah. And that's why it threw me so off. It's well, when they send Army Hammer to assassinate somebody. Well, he's not an assassin. He's a like a DEA agent. Is that his deal? Yeah. They're using. Did I watch this wrong? You might have. This, uh, it, um, this is traffic. Yeah, like this movie is traffic. Oh, but it's like a slice of it's a slice of life in the drug den. Um, yeah, but also behind uh, a, a looking at the making of it as the, well. So it's yeah, it's a multiple perspective, like mm-hmm. kind of. But then there's the woman who's like son she's looking for. And then they go after her, right? It's and they catch a guy in the snow. It's because uh, uh, Army, whatever, whatever uh, law enforcement organization Army Hammer is with, they are using her son as a snitch, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So the implication being that they caught him uh, either dealing or buying oxy or or fentanyl, whatever the movie is dealing with. Right, and they're essentially press ganging him into being a part of their investigation. Right, yeah. and then meanwhile, Gary Oldman's gonna blow the whistle on the super drug mm-hmm. that like makes mice really addicted and then kills them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just like I don't know, man. Either it, way, it's this such ends, a. W- it better end. What's with, that? Either way, this goes. It better end with a two-hour post-credit scene where the winner just slowly devours the other. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, absolutely. One of them better have a 13-story dick, too. Yeah. Yeah. And a fart machine should <laughs> be a there. Fart mach- dragging their 13-story yeah. dick from the fart machine yeah. to the lunchbox disco. It's, yeah. it's but Greg point is, Kinnear. All right. <laughs> it's Greg Kinnear. Oh, yeah, Greg Kinnear is there. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. For a shot. I don't know. It, so who knows? It just feels like a weird-ass movie. It's not that rather a weird ass trailer. It's not that weird. Um, it's a weird ass trailer. Like it really feels like uh, the only way I can put it is it feels like it's going to be a spotlight in the beginning of the tra- trailer, where it's like we're like a whistleblower about the opioid crisis, and then just kind of becomes like an action thriller, which feels weird to me. Uh for the start of the trailer versus the end of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't work. Uh, it just, like, it threw me off, folks. Yeah. No, I mean, I th- I th- this is, like I said, this, to me, this is traffic. Like, this is uh, addressing right. a specific topical issue from several different levels yeah. at which it, it, it affects and is affected. Yeah, c- comparing it to traffic just uh, it it puts it into a better perspective for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, should we just talk about this next thing? Yeah, yeah probably. Should we move on from crisis? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Ginny in Georgia. Sure. <laughs> uh, this is here's okay. There is a genre now of like teen comedy slash romantic uh, comedy that netflix puts out where i'm pretty sure they just take the film and give it to like an iMovie type algorithm and spits out the same trailer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i'm sick of these like this isn't a judgment on this movie i'm sick of these trailers yeah me too it's the music Uh, once again too this is this is the uh, this is a show by the way oh okay netflix show but uh, I can't even remember all of them, but there's so many of them. And Netflix well, know, is usually like there's a lot of Netflix. Yeah. And I I'm you know, like House of Cards was famously greenlit according to an algorithm. So right. like they yeah. are making these shows by oh, yeah. reviewing an algorithm. Yeah. For but again, sure. not a judgment on this show. The show looks fun. It looks fine. I, I just mean the specific way the trailer is put together. Uh, it just looks like every fucking trailer that Netflix puts out for like lighthearted shows or movies. There's also uh, like a weird. Uh, it's not the. It's not like Manic Pixie Dream Girl, you know. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. like yeah. there's a new trend with a lot of. It's interesting that we're seeing a lot of titles that are like two people's names, like blank and right. blank, and they're like quirky and weird and they're unique in their identity because they mm-hmm. uh i don't know they like weird stuff they listen to weird music like that's a part of it because and that's always been a kind of a part of teenage you know yeah. uh, culture is to kind of harangue that style in of the you know younger cultures man i just really sound old but it's true i yeah. am old because every time i see these types of trailers i immediately like my m- monkey brain turns on and I'm just like, s- just watch it like 
just without any feeling <laughs> because yeah. it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's not for me you know it's just like all these children they they keep getting younger it seems to me even though i know every single actor in this is like the same age that 10 years ago all of those actors were like it's not right. changing they just seem more like babies somehow yeah. mm-hmm. this this is about um a girl and her mom right and her mm. mom is like it's like a pg version of amy adams and hillbilly elegy mm. is kinda, that is that's what's happening kind of sort of the 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 main deal is that her mom is very young like the the yeah. main character is Ginny. she's 15 and her mom georgia is 30 um right. so like georgia is kind of like infiltrating her social circles a lot um and yeah she's just you know she's a yeah uh you know um and there's like some element of uh some kind of dark past that george is trying to escape from like they've been on the run for most of Ginny's life and now they're settling down wherever they're settling down and some sort of sinister thing from the past uh shows up god i hope it's like a murder man like i hope it's it probably murders. will be like judging yeah, by they're all gonna of go these big. they're gonna go yeah. big you know no, for sure judging big. by all of these shows f- these teen angst comedy dramas that are on netflix and on cw and everything right now it's always a murder it's yeah. always a it murder be, yeah yeah and so if this if this is anything less than a murder yeah You'll be disappointed, right? You'll be like, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, re- I'm researching how to delete this show off of my Netflix <laughs> specifically. Right. What if it's like 9/11? Yeah. 9/11. Yeah. Just them two, yeah. baby. Yeah, she was. She, she did it. She was actually one of the planes. She, yeah. Oh no. God. Uh, and that yeah. and that marks, I believe, the fifth 9/11 joke <laughs> I've made today for some reason. They've all been you separate wanna, meetings. Do you want to uh, feel extremely old? What? No. Um, well, according to this, according to this trailer, Georgia, the mom, is thirty years old, which means she would have been about ten. Nine uh, eleven. Yeah, and that's enough of yeah. that. Yeah. Let's talk about the next trailer. Yeah. Creeping it's twenty death. years ago since nine eleven. <laughs> mm. Oh man! Oh, it gets ever closer, forever stalking us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God! I know. Yeah, um, one day it's gonna finally be here, and then, yeah, man, yeah, 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 what a relief that'll be. Mm-hmm. Uh, next trailer is for Raya and the Last Dragon. This is the first trailer where we like see what it is. Yeah, and I remember making this comment, uh, however many months ago it was, when we watched the first trailer, where you and I, I think both agreed. It's like I don't need to see any more trailers for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm already interested in watching it. And like yeah. I, I just knew that the next trailer was gonna give away too much, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It seems like it's playing so much with the fantasy element that it's going to more less is more, because yeah. Yeah. obviously that's its bread and butter is that it's gonna open up this world of like oh that's cool oh that's cool, and hopefully that you know they've done enough with the proof of concepts it's fine. Yeah, it looks badass. No, it'll probably be good. I mean, most Disney yeah. movies are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I do yeah. take it back immediately. Uh, there's a line in this trailer. Really? A con baby uh, has immediately overtaken AIDS. It's all we ever hear. As the, <laughs> <laughs> as all right, the, new winner. New winner. Yeah, new winner. Didn't think that would yeah. happen so fast, but it did. And also, yeah. uh, man, you know... 
here's one thing I can leave at the door though with all of these animated things as imaginative as they are as like cool and sure uh, assuredly that they'll have like good lessons to you know impart to the youth of the next generation uh man the dreams dreamworks smirk uh is really i feel like it reached yeah. its peak a decade ago and it's still around it's like boss right baby it was bullshit. a meme a decade ago yeah exactly it's just come on but it just keeps coming yep it's something I yeah, got to talk to my the therapist about. <laughs> really, I just needed to air that out. It's just like it's sure. it's not like it's hurting anybody. I'm not like crazy. It's, it's just like you. you find a new face. Hey, animators, find, find a, a new, new face. face. Yeah. Yep. Stop drawing this one. Yeah. Yeah. And Man or Fury's gonna have their have a field day with this one. <laughs> Did anyone else well. get that? Oh, that yeah, dragon? I mean, that dragon is like literally looks like most furry drawings I've seen. It's a furry's world. We're just living in it. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, yeah, like exactly. they, they have plenty to to choose from now. Right. Usually and they always have. Usually they take a a like a property and then they like turn it into like the artistic style right. that is like common for freedom. But uh we this just, one is just straight up like nope, that's the style. Let's go. We've had we've had sexy animals, you know, since Fifel. That sexy Fifel, oh, all yeah. the way to Zootopia. Who didn't want to plow that mouse? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when he goes me that as a five year old boy. I was like, I'm gonna fuck that mouse one day. <laughs> I'm fuck that fuck mouse. Fifel. <laughs> fuck Fifel. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Next trailer. Knocking them down. Yeah. Sure. Knocking them down. We got a lot to go through here. We got a couple more. Yeah. We had a last-minute emergency trailer came in. Uh, this trailer is for Post-Mortem. This is a foreign film, not very well known. I looked at it for more hype, and I decided that I wasn't sure about it, so I stuck it here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of low-budget horror flicks, and this yeah. totally looks like it's my shit. Um, it, I, I, there's a lot I like about this trailer. Yeah, I like that it's... It's not necessarily about corpse photography, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but it's like it's kind of beginning. Like the main character is a person who does that, which is you know back in the day they used to pose the recently deceased person with their friends and family for one final photograph, and it's uh, fuck, yeah. it's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I loved the them handling it in the others. That's the only other horror movie where they like talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a creepy goddamn subject. But it's then a it, weird I will ass say, thing to do. It gets out of hand, and apparently there's like a street or a town that is like infected with death. And yeah, like Pete, there's some cool, like the the shot of the chimney and it like whatever the fuck's yes. happening. Yeah, yeah. chimney when it the spikes come out awesome. of it. Yeah, that looks awesome. Yeah. It's like okay, so there's like a deterioration of like the world here. Uh, yeah, that stuff. What is I've cool. What I've heard and uh, having re- read the synopsis, not synopsis, just like the brief description of the movie um, uh, uh, and like some of the reviews is that the problem is the plot. The plot is, I mean, reading what it's more like reading the details, it felt like I knew what the twist was going to be mm. just from reading like a paragraph about this movie. Yeah. So I would say I, maybe I'm wrong. 
So I, I would just say don't look into this movie much and like just rent it when it's inevitably on Amazon because it looks so good. It does visually like, look very compelling. Yeah, the visuals are, it's like, it's the kind of, it reminds me of like his house where there's like visuals where it's just like, man, that's a new kind of creepy I haven't quite seen. Right. Yeah, exactly. I kind of wish I hadn't seen the trailer, to be honest. Once again, the I'm trailer sorry. music is just too yeah. intense. It feels like it's, like if you go back and watch the trailer for Inception, that trailer isn't this intense. You know, yeah. it was only after like Inception that we decided that everything was going to be like, wow. But that's that's trailers. I mean, tra- you can measure like you can I you can it. click on a like if we had all the trailers in a in a hat yeah. and you pulled one out, you'd know exactly when the trailer, what era it came from just from oh, the music yeah. and I editing. Mean, it's, you know? The only thing it's missing is like a spooky cover of like Sweet Dreams. I'm yeah. made of these, you know, or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's insane how they, it feels like we're trying to fit them into trailer-sized boxes, which I understand, mm-hmm. but it's just really frustrating because I, I don't know. Some of I the miss- best trailers have also come out in the last 10 years. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I miss the less is more yeah, era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. I want to bring yeah. back the guy who says, who's like literally just like explains the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Meet, Those are pretty great. David world, Gale. Dude. <laughs> yeah, there were a few of them. They were, they were fantastic. Yeah. I think we might bring those back in an ironic way. Of course. At some point. And not like, because they bring it back for like children's comedies and stuff every now and then. Mm-hmm. Again, as a joke. But right, I think we're going like, to start like, on a, we're going to start like ironically, like Tarantino brings back like 70s aesthetic. We're going to yeah, bring we're going to start back. bringing that back. I think it's funny that we do those retro jokes for kids movies. Yes, because Cause like, kids don't know. no fucking kid knows what that is. Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're dumb. They're dumb. It's like the it's like the cookies are for closers ad campaign for the boss baby. I'm like, right. a lot of fucking seven year olds running around watching Glengarry Glen Ross, <laughs> man. Yeah, cool ass <laughs> like, baby. And like it's also like, what do you do then? Show them Glengarry Glen Ross yeah. so they get the reference? Yeah. Like what are they trying to encourage in these kids at this point? Just, like it's it's yeah. Just making really I don't know. That's when they're like that's and shit. Just like I think I think the I think the reasoning is that kids laugh at anything, mm-hmm. but adults have to watch it. But you have to also have good jokes then for the adults. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you want something um, for everyone, I don't know. Just yeah. take a hint from Wally. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Um. So speaking of out of date references, our final trailer is Mighty Ducks Game Changers. This I, is uh, you added this after I looked at the doc, so I haven't seen this trailer. It's like a it's oh, like no. a teaser though. It's like a minute for the new it, the new power, it's a minute the new powerful powerful birds film. All you need to know is it's a crew, a hockey team, and they need to win. They're bringing it back, and <laughs> yeah, that's all. And then they uh, they. I believe go to look at like the Zamboni maintenance guy and it's Emilio mm-hmm. and he and he's like what's sure, going what's, on why and, and so he's, it's implied that he's going to coach the team <laughs> oh, Abe, did I get that right uh, I would really like it if Emilio Estevez is just like the whole like half the first half of the movie he's just like uh, you guys looking for a coach or anything they're just like no 
Oh, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I mean we're the also sure, we're pretty happy with our coach. I mean, I don't, that's the whole a, the whole movie continues with him just in the corner, like I'm here if you need me. Okay. And then mysteriously, and he never one makes night, a difference. The night before the big game, their their actual coach coach just shows up dead. <laughs> you know? The, no, I think I don't think that. I think they should have a full arc, uh, the whole movie, and the whole time Amelia is just off to the side. Just if you like, need him, and the, it, it ends up. with them like, no, we didn't need him. Yeah, uh, we don't need you, Emilio. The opening shot to this trailer, by the way, reveals that one of the hockey guys, like the guys who are, is at the hockey rink, an older guy, or I guess like a middle aged guy, is definitely the hockey one of the hockey guys from Letter Letter Kenny, I believe. Yeah, Letter Kenny. Is he? Yeah, and it's just funny is that he's had two. Two things that he's done in my eyes. I'm sure he's done a lot more, and I'm sure he he's getting work wherever he is. But uh, it's like he comes with like ice rink locations. Like they all, we yeah. cast this man to only be in ice rinks. They're, they're, it was to use his ice rink. Yeah, he exactly. owns an ice rink. Uh, <laughs> um, hot take: I think Emilio isn't in it that much. I think I, oh, of which is not. funny because of course not. Well, he seems available. But I think he's just going to be there for, like, a couple scenes. Yeah. Uh, that kind of changes, like, why make it? But also... Well, I think it's... Is it passing the torch? Because that doesn't feel right. Yeah, I think right. it's it's like... You don't do... I think it's like when they make the sequels or reboots and they get the original actor to sort of be in it. Mm. Like, like Schwarzenegger in the new Terminator, where it's like, they're not really in it, but they're sort of in it. Then just call um, it the Mighty Ducks, you know? Like... But know. that's why the game changers. The game is changing. It, it new game. The the colon game changer thing is really smacks of like made for TV movie or yeah. directed oh, DVD yeah. s- sequel. And but it's they're, like they're why changing... would you put that evil on this movie? Yeah, like I don't know. It's a. It seems <laughs> bad, but I've only seen a minute. It's to it's to show like the passing of a torch. The game is changing from the Emilio game. Oh. To these new kids. I know. <laughs> to these new jabronis. <laughs> to these new yeah. jabronis. These and Zambos. Absolute jabronis. Uh, yeah. God damn. This is the first time I've seen the production logo for Disney Plus where it says like Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic. And it legitimately depressed me. Like, yeah. we're all going to starve to death uh, with yeah. reboots of like golden era Dis- Disney just beaming right into our eye sockets. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. over, man. <laughs> Yeah, so that's trailers. Yeah, yay! <laughs> real fart machine. Oh yep. shit! It's a real well, fart machine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, our news stories. But first, we have some patrons to thank. Oh man, we sure uh, do. Yeah, yeah. Starting with thanks for having Jason Pardon on. Here's twenty five bucks. Woo. Thank you, thank you to the midnight patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you to Exploding Runes. Yeah. Thank you to Andrew. Andrew, how? How? Thank you to Vincent. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you to John Munez. And thank you to Wavy Rancheros. All right, let me jump in here. Uh, thank you to Dr. DNA. Thanks to Doctor. Lauren Gucci. Lauren. Thank you to James Rainey. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. Thank you to Grumblebee. Thank you. Thank you to Turks. Thank you. Thank you to Shepard Mulch Diggums. Woo. 
Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, y'all excited for the Spy Kids reboot? Ooh. I'm confused by this because Robert Rodriguez just put out that move that Netflix movie We Can Be Heroes, which takes place in the Spy Kids universe. But it's not a that's Sharkborn and Lava Girl sequel. Spy Kids reboot is different, Tom. That's a different world. So, well, not different world, different story to be told. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's. It's, I mean, I, whatever. My power to Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he made up for Alita Battle Angel with that Mandalorian episode. So yes, he's a weird guy. Followed his career my whole life. Read his book. He knows what he wants to do. So God love him. Pound out Spy Kids until you drop, my man. Yeah, it's weird that like Spy Kids was for his kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the reboot is for. I guess it's just. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he has an idea. Uh, it's just, it's also that realization. Uh, I think I talked about when we talked about Sharkborn and Lava Girl, that there is now nostalgia for the mid two thousands, and that really bums me out. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I am not looking forward to a stealth reboot. You know? Oh, I like, don't think that'll happen. Dave. You never know, Tom. You never know. <laughs> oh, Sometimes yeah. you my, do. My <laughs> stealth is stealth yeah, is uh, shockingly yeah. one of the biggest box office bombs of all yeah. time. All right, fair enough. <laughs> but you know you what just I mean? Is that, stealth because uh, you know it makes me angry. That's all. I've, he's doing I've right officially, <laughs> I've officially gotten to the age where the shit that I didn't care about is being rebooted excitedly, mm-hmm. like the shit that's like. You know, that like... Like Jimmy when Neutron I was, and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, where, where it's, like, it's not just the shit I didn't care about. It's the shit that I found insufferable mm-hmm. because I was at the age in my 20s where that... I was also working at a movie theater. That didn't help. Yeah. Uh, so shit that I think is subpar mm-hmm. is now coming back big. And people are like, oh, yeah. That said, I think Spy Kids rocks. I got high and <clears throat> watched every single one in theaters. Yeah. Great film. There's also something to do with like recency biased in this maybe it's not recency bias but it is it's recency to your life but like trying to look at it from out of like trying to scope out to the generational level or to you know 100 years of making tv and cinema uh it's you gotta remember that there's like when they're coming out with stuff that still for as long as we've lived has had this cachet of being like oh it's like the creature from the black lagoon or like Wolfman or something like that. When those, those feel larger than life because they like, they were preordained as like classics. Right. Yeah. There's, there's absolutely someone who was like lived in the branch of like, Oh, I, I was there when they started making those uh, pictures. And I was then there when they rebooted them later and was like, why they keep making these goddamn monster movies and so we're just that is all i'm saying is that there's someone out there who is like that and there's just a lot more people who are more focused on pop pop culture now and so we look at this with kind of these prying eyes and go that does this deserve to be remade well it deserved to be remade as so far as they have run out of ideas more or less always and they're always just kind of going okay okay well, let's just see if we can make a little bit of money. And they're usually right about it. Yeah. You know, you know what? Yeah, no, you're right. I, I guess. <sighs> 
Yeah, I don't know. We're old. Yeah, I will yeah. say that uh, we are old. The appeal of the original Spy Kids, I thought, was remember when like Danny Trejo wasn't a household name. Yes, mm-hmm. and like he was still like the scary guy, uh, and it was so wonderful to see him as the Spy Kids is Q. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the appeal of Spy Kids, or part of it, was getting to see Robert Rodriguez actors uh, be in a silly kids movie. And I hope they somehow harness that again. I don't know if they're, the but energy can ever be re-harnessed because the whole idea yeah. was... like, And Robert Rodriguez knew what he was doing. He was like... He epitomized for a lot of film movements like punk rock. He was as punk yeah. rock as it got for a bit yeah and then he was part of that era and then he like said like i was never really that punk rock like why are you you guys thought that of me because i was doing what i needed to do to make it work but like now i have kids spy kids i'm making spy kids and then we're all like well he dipped into it and he like kind of like smiled at the fact that yeah i used to be this you know icon of run and gun cinema you know, I was cool. Yeah. It's something that you said he, ha- about... he takes it. He takes the f- fun out of him. He like, I don't know. It's Tarantino was the not, same thing. And wrong. Tarantino you, still you... thinks he's punk rock. That's the, it's crazy. It, yeah. You know, you said this about Sam Raimi. I forget which podcast. It might've been this one where the, 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 the Sam Raimi, the shaky cam and stuff like that. The idea of like, at the time, if someone was like, Hey, you want a jib arm? He'd be like, yes, please. Like, he wasn't doing it to be Mm -hmm. punk rock. He was doing it because he couldn't do anything else. Yeah, exactly. And we admired that about it. And uh, I certainly do because there's something really charming about it. Mm -hmm. And who knows? Maybe Evil Dead wouldn't have worked otherwise. Maybe El Mariachi wouldn't work otherwise, you know? Uh, Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. It's interesting because you're right is that it's they never were punk rock. They just didn't have what they needed and now that they have what they need they're like fuck yeah uh and to an extent i think a lot of these people deserve it there's a there's definitely overcompensation mm-hmm. i would say uh i i don't know peter jackson for example clearly doesn't want to go outside again to make a movie yeah and maybe we should let him it's this remodernist culture now it's now it's like yeah. if spy kids the original was postmodern for you know, in terms of Robert Rodriguez's life, this is remodernist yeah. because it's the reboot of that moment. So it's like, yeah. we just, it's just a different moment that we're focusing on. It's him becoming old. Yeah. Now we're revisioning that even. It's, He's even older. So I don't know. It's, I think it's part of getting older in general, right? Is I remember when Stephen Colbert got his own show and being like, wow, he's like the the guy on Harvey Birdman. Yeah. Uh, like, wow, gre- good for him. And then Jon Stewart hosted the Oscars. And I was like, holy shit. Like, he, he got to host the Oscars. That's so, like, he's not mainstream. And then I realized, no, he is. He hosted the o- Oscars. Yeah. And now Colbert is Letterman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And to the point that kids don't give a shit about him. Exactly. And you just uh, get to watch that shit happen. And it's fascinating the sometimes. The best part of all of this is all the shit that we're talking about does not matter. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter well, yeah, because the sun will explode. Well, yeah. But I mean, eventually. it's just like in terms of like he's just making another spike. It's he's just has at his disposal a production company and enough money. Yeah. And, you know, goodwill to create whatever he's going to create. 
and no one's going to think twice anymore. No kid is yeah. walking in going like, oh boy, another Robert Rodriguez. You know, it's like no one is doing that. Everyone is just like, I want to watch. Not just the one kid who also oh, gets this. the Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross <laughs> yeah, references. Yes. One kid, one six-year-old who's just like this old soul yeah. Yeah. going into these movies. Uh, if, there, if that kid exists, uh, just you're the best. And just keep being his doing, name, his, doing a second grade book report on Rebel Without a Crew. Hell yes. And his name was Fart Machine. Yes, yes it was. Knocking him out. Knocking it down. Yep. Let's move on. All right, Kevin Hart and Kate Blanchett are going to be in a Borderlands movie. We already knew about mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett. Right? We already knew about Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Uh, you guys are my my borderheads. Let yeah. The, uh, Let the tink tell me what you think about this. Is what I'm saying. Uh, man. Uh, <laughs> so Kevin Hart's playing Roland. Yeah, which is uh, that is a bizarre choice. <laughs> it's a bizarre choice, but I always thought Roland was like whatever, <laughs> you know, like he's, yeah, he's kind of, he's he's kind of a boring character, so I you mean, can kind of do whatever you want. Exactly, because he's everyone's grizzled in this universe, so it's like if he's just a normal grizzled guy, like he's just like yeah, just my luck isn't well, always what it used to be. Yeah. Like it's th- that. Well, yeah, everyone's living in I'll a post-apocalyptic s- nonsense. So. I'll say the other, all the other characters have more of a personality than he does. Like they're more defined. Exactly. Exactly. That's why. Um, and Roland, Roland's kind of like a, a boring, uh, archetypal hero figure. Um, so in a way, for Kevin Hart playing him is simultaneously kind of weird, but also like a good choice because like mm-hmm. that's it's a I nothing agree. character. Yeah. I agree. I think that I mean, movie is going to be nonsense. <laughs> I have no it's, idea what this movie is. Like one version of the screenplay was written by Craig Mazin. I, I think I'm pronouncing his name. It's the, the person who wrote Chernobyl. Which, oh, that's wild. Just, it's so, fucking it's so wild. Yeah. Eli Roth, like, it's insane. Look, yeah, Eli if Roth. If this movie yeah. is good, like, I don't think it's going to be good. But if this movie is good, I'm going to, like, I, I will just, like, throw my hands up and be like, I don't know, man. I have no clue what's going <laughs> on. I don't know movies Because, anymore. like, this All it they, seems like it's set up for goddamn dis- disaster. If they get iced tea in there, then I'm good. Uh, if he shows up and voices... Uh, what was the? What did Ice T play? Oh, he played a. Uh, he played the, an AI the teddy bear yeah. robot. And then they put it in a teddy bear. Yeah. That. Yeah. They should be able to get him no problem because the freaking game got him. So yeah. it shouldn't be that hard to do a few more lines of voiceover. Yeah. I don't even know what the story um, is going to be. I don't think they've released if it's like. <laughs> I. You know what's wild though? Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's just wild that you're saying I don't know what this movie is going to be. This movie could be awesome and big. Because I think the Borderlands universe is rich enough yeah. Oh, yeah. to to tell a good story. It's, Lord yeah. knows if they pull it off. They could legitimately uh, pull off a Star Wars kind of deal. Yeah. But it, yeah, that's the thing. It's like fun. It's like it's like Guardians of the Galaxy meets Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and if they pull off that tone, uh, a little... yeah, they, get, they, they got us franchise here. Maybe we're all in five years going to be like, I'm so sick of these Borderlands. Right. There's a little Deadpool in it. Borderlands. It's so universe. sardonic. Yeah. But yeah, it... I think if it stays close to the roots of just like, it's a post apocalyptic story about a bunch of like people who are like po- post pop culture babies like us, but they're just palling around, you know, killing things yeah. and like yeah. embracing the gun aspect, embracing the. You know, just 
killingest aspect. You get you have a good tone there, and and there's a there's an overall irony to it. Right. Yeah. Um. At, if they can pull all that off, it it, it can be it could be a very fun movie. I've read yeah. uh, a brief synopsis of an of uh, earlier draft of the screenplay, which is like, it's essentially the story of the first game with some stuff changed around. I have no idea if that's going to be <clears throat> See, what they end hoping, up using. I was hoping they were going to do a completely new story. They could. I don't know. I hope they do. Yeah. Well, we'll find out eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, this, this, I think they're shooting this either now or like beginning next month. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like starting uh, soon. Uh, well, final piece of news, and this isn't really big news. It's just a fun story of where we're at. No Time to Die is apparently doing reshoots because their product placement is outdated. My God. Well, uh, <laughs> and you, you, may, you may have forgotten, uh, some of the listeners uh, may, may not remember, this movie was originally supposed to come out in t- 2019. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I suspect this is going to happen to a lot of movies. My God. Right? Well, this yeah. isn't out of date. This is uh, their contract. Yes. It's important that they're spinning the new... Nokia's like angry right. that it's now That's an outdated product. What I mean product, is right? the products they're placing are outdated. My God. They're like products that came out. I don't already, think I've right? care, ever cared less for a story yeah. about movies. It's just a... I just think it's a funny thing to consider it's, that there's going to be a lot of movies where it they're is like, a, it is a funny having problem to, to do this. It does make and me think have, about my own mortality. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it may, we may start to see like the opposite of what Abe was talking about, where it's like, they're still in a contract with Nokia. Like some of these movies might get pushed back to the point where the contract isn't good anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So they will have to reshoot to either remove or replace those products. God, that would be what awesome. a stupid problem. What a dumb problem. Movies are stupid. <laughs> just replace them all with just walkie talkies. Just walkie talkies. It's everywhere. kind of. It's kind of what we're learning about the stock market, or what some people are learning, and other people already knew. Where every now and then you're reminded, like, oh, this is all dumb. It's like yeah, movies. It's, it's make-believe. This is all out of control. It's make believe. Yeah. yeah. For making money. So. Yeah. 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 And um, you don't like to see it. That they know we don't like to see it. Uh, but we do. We see it. Yeah. We see you. Movies. <laughs> we, see, yeah, was, we see you, motherfuckers. Yeah. That's our job. Our job in this relationship is to see. And we That's do. all I do is watch <laughs> you, baby. One of the right one of the funniest things that uh, our our pal Cody Johnston has mentioned uh, is imagine if this happened to the last Star Wars movie, if the last Star Wars movie didn't come out, and we this whole time oh, were like man. waiting to see it. How amazing would that have been when it finally came out and it you, was the movie that it was? You realize we barely missed that. Yes, exactly. We missed it and by like we missed it been, by like two and a half months. Yeah, it would have been fucking incredible. That'd what a amazing. what a shit sandwich we'd all it gobble would be up. Cyberpunk. Yeah, cyberpunk was that. You're right. It was yeah. everybody like it's okay. Cyberpunk is coming. Cyberpunk is coming. And then 
Yeah. I mean, it, oh. like just in terms of story, not you know, like it, it, it would be as big as like the whole debacle. Oh yeah. But like, yeah, obviously different experiences. We'd be, and we'd be so worked up, like, we. It feels like it could induce like a riot. Right. <laughs> at yeah. that point, oh post pandemic, we'd be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And we just, yeah. I mean, yeah, cyber, <laughs> cyber cyberpunk. You couldn't do this, I don't think, with a movie. But cyberpunk yeah. has uh, uh, resulted in, I guess, the leg- the legal equivalent of riots. Like, there's a couple yeah. of class action lawsuits. They're being oh, investigated yeah. by the Polish People, government. People are pissed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, what a weird world we live in. Yep. Yeah. A, Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, that's that's the story. Those of the James are the Bond stories. Movie. Yeah, of so, this uh, week, we got some more producers here. We um, do. We have a couple of them. Yeah, big thanks to Space McNulty. Uh, <laughs> equal thanks to Hiram. Uh, thank you to oh great, it's that guy. Woo. Thank you to Nolan Mayton. Thank you to Normal Men, Andrew McGuire. Not fooling anyone. Thank you to yeah, that's true. Thank you to Ozzy. Thank you to AJ. Mm. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you to Frank Lee Amish. Mm. Thank you. Let me jump in here. Uh, Thank you to Burrito Mouth. Thank Thank you you to Mrs. Voitis. Thank you. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you. Thank you to David Knife Boot, Henson MBA CPA. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparks Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Righteous Hand and the Lizard People Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Thank you, Funky. And thank you to Pie Guy. Thank you, Pie Guy. Thank you. I, I know that um, Space Fart Mac- Machine. Yes, Fart Machine. I know that Space McNulty is a specific reference to John Carter, but this this past like this 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 time right now, hearing the name, I just I pictured uh, McNulty just floating in a spacesuit like like George oh, yeah. like George Clooney and Gravity being like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did I do? <laughs> A drift about to just die. a drift uh, forever. You've done it somehow again. Pulls from, <laughs> somehow pulls from like a whiskey bottle that he yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just he's inexplicably has a he's clutching a case of beer in yeah. space. Yeah, it's the episode where they're like Avon found a new lo- loophole. They're selling in space. <laughs> yeah. They're dealing in space. <laughs> you got to go up there. <laughs> just like, drives up and just a bunch of a bunch of spacemen scatter and go five zero five zero five zero. Oh yes. Oh uh, man. Oh, give me that. God, make it happen. Can we just tweet David Simon this idea? <laughs> yeah, we can he's. <laughs> He seems. I yeah, think he'll he be really uh, like a cool guy it. on Twitter. He is. Uh, yeah. He is. He has yelled at two thirds of us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he loves yelling, which is you know. I'm, so, I'm just such a fan. I'm just such a fan of his work. And you know, I go and I, I like click following on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, let's look at what's going on here. And then just him, just lashing out, like in a yeah. like. Uh, there's nothing more Look, insufferable we can, we than can... people who are like really like they have like a very eloquent le- there there's very specific language in which they approach the insult. <laughs> you know, they like really yeah. go for high 
concept insults. It's very high speech. It's like it's a, it's exactly what you'd imagine uh, David Simon would do. But yeah. it's just like no one, man, you think one thing's <laughs> He's happening. perfect. A different thing is He's, happening. Look, there's no shame in us being like, the small yappy, ha- like happy dog, mm-hmm. to his big grumpy dog on Twitter. Right. Like we can just follow him around. Yeah, it's fine. And like, fine. and poke him. We can yeah. poke him. <laughs> uh, he's a delight. He's a great. He's a great person. Oh man. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Oh, Dave. Dave. Yeah. Dave. What is it? Oh man. What? What is it? What's going Do on? Do you have? A fart machine that deserves more fart machine. I do, Tom. In fact, you could say I honey do. Oh. Um, You guys like that shit? I see what you did there. Yeah, you just fucked me right up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you probably probably couldn't hear it because my microphone is incredibly high quality because Dave and I are very successful podcasters, but I fell entirely out of my chair. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Onto the floor. That checks out. The table flipped over. Yeah. You were blasted like you're in the commercial for a Sega game. Mm-hmm. Oh, all you of just, my all yeah, of my flew. windows imploded. It's a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> Your hair is. Uh, I, wish, I wish Sega would quit blowing my mind. <laughs> with with Doctor Robotnik's mean bean machine. Uh. Excellent. Uh, uh, yes, Tom. This is uh, the trailer for Honeydew. Mm. I've been waiting for this for a while. I knew it was coming out. Yep. Uh, it's on VOD April thirteenth. Um, it from what I can tell, uh, from the reviews and so on, it is as you can tell from the trailer, similar to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I guess more surreal. It seems trippy. Yeah. Yeah. It's about a couple who's on the road and they their car breaks down. And they go to a farmhouse, and shit gets weird. Mm-hmm. Um, this review says that the movie introduces an unforgettable new geriatric horror villain, which makes me very happy. I can't wait to spend money on this movie. Yeah, just, yeah. just based on that sentence. Yes, please. Yeah, weirdest. Yeah, weirdest detail is it is the film debut, acting debut of a one Sawyer Spielberg, who is the son of Steven Spielberg. Mm. Um, I don't know if that makes him a good actor or not, but I bet this uh, director was on edge. Uh, (laughs) Don't tell daddy. (laughs) Yeah. Hoping, like, yeah. Like, do you think, like, his, like, Sawyer's dad is going to see this movie? And, like, again, to be the, yeah, probably, right? (laughs) And to be the director of this movie. Who's also a rookie filmmaker, Deborah Milburn. Yeah. Did he think he went to work fearing one day Sawyer's going to be like, hey, so my uh, my dad's coming in just to say hi or something like, like that. Oh, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Everyone, do something. <laughs> oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what a nightmare. What a nightmare directing just Spielberg's Steven son. Spielberg but, walks uh, in and he's like, that's not how I do it. Yeah. Or he'd be like, what, what are you up to over here? Oh, wait, oh, that's interesting. I like the reverse of that, though. I like the insecurity uh, yeah. of the filmmaker who's working on that to be like, so this is our uh, techno crane. <laughs> Just Steven Spielberg going, like, okay, all right. <laughs> Just like, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> uh, fuck, how do I impress him? Uh, uh, over here we, uh, is craft services. <laughs> you know, like, he's just barely scaping by. That's. Did you guys ever hear, this is, 
just similar, but you heard the story of it's the making of, I believe Raiders. It's one of the Indiana Jones where it's an interview with like, I, it, it's like, I don't know who the interview with. It was like a random guy, like a crew member or producer talking about how he saw a man come to set and he saw where the camera was. And he was like, so this is the shot, huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're planning. And he was like, oh, and he just like quietly picked up the camera and moved it. <laughs> and the guy watched and it was like that guy's gonna get fired and someone else was like no that's george lucas uh, so like it's just lucas set, like man i like this I like oh the show my better. god that's the best story i've ever heard yeah. he moved the camera yeah what a piece of shit <laughs> oh that's oh what, yeah mm. that's a that's an so, extremely fucked up that thing is, to do yeah. That is a child oh, yeah, but trying to say, buddies, like, you know? I'm a big deal. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. Yeah, but I mean, like, if he, like, yeah, they're buddies, but, like, what, like, who fucking shot? You made Didn't, like, Star No, Wars. not Giannis Kaminsky. Somebody shot Last Crusade. You have nothing like, to prove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have nothing. You, <laughs> you fucking goblin. What is your problem? God damn, that guy's got problems. <laughs> Okay, Doug, Douglas Slocum shot the first three Indiana right. Jones movies. Right, yeah. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, what a story. I'm imagining Spielberg on set of this, and they like set up the camera, and Miller just kind of nudges it a little. Yeah. So like, man, oh, you know, it's like, what are we going to do? Are we going to move it back? I don't I don't think we are. Imagine, <laughs> all right, so imagine you find out Steven Spielberg's coming to your set, and you're a director, right? And let's just say, for the sake of the story, you happen to wear a baseball cap. <laughs> do you take it off? <laughs> yes. Is he, is he the only one allowed to is wear one? The only one? I don't know. I don't know the rules. Won't it make weird, though? Like, if he shows up and he's in a baseball cap and you're in a baseball cap, and then you're just two assholes with baseball caps who think that they're directors, but one of them really is, and, it, and yeah. you have imposter syndrome, and this is my, these are my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder. I mean, it, it's we're we're having fun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I do wonder. What probably happened is Spielberg wouldn't dare go near no, the set for these oh, reasons. No, no. I mean, no, well, yeah. yeah, it's 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 that he's also a busy man. But like, <laughs> well, yeah. apparently, uh, only if you're George Lucas, <laughs> you would do this kind <laughs> of thing. Cannot believe. I gotta find the, the exact camera. story. Like, it's on one of the Indiana Jones DVDs. Like it's in the documentaries. It's just not. Ex- it has nothing to do with anything. I love the idea yeah. of some guy what who a- doesn't know. Also, in your story, that's not believable. There's somebody out there who's like, that guy's gonna get fired. No, that's George Lucas. You fucking idiot. Like you don't recognize George <laughs> Lucas, and you work in movies. Who are you? Right, I feel like I feel like it. it that could have I'll only find, that could I'll have find only the DVD been clip. yeah. That could have only been Raiders, right? That's like the only time. Right. Yeah, probably somebody on a Lucasfilm production wouldn't recognize yeah, George yeah. Lucas. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but I do, I do wonder if there was an element. Like, obviously, this movie from the get-go was going to be weird and surreal and trippy and honestly experimental. It looks like there's a couple of yeah. It's like the imagery, it's all compelling, but it's real like, I don't know what I'm looking at for 70% of this trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. So I, I do wonder if like 
casting this this Spielberg boy um, made the director kind of maybe push a little bit further into weird, just like because 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 when you do that, like you know that Steven Spielberg is going to see this movie. Mm-hmm. I also at some points so you're like, well, I'm just going to make this really fucking weird. Yeah, I'm also yeah, curious what Sawyer so, Spielberg's yeah. story is because. He the how old does this man look? He looks like maybe late twenties, maybe uh, not. Early twenties, probably. Early twenties. Okay, that checks out. So Spielberg's been fucking, but <laughs> like, uh, like he can probably. I don't know. I don't know how how the nepotism works in the Spielberg family, but it it's like being an aspiring actor that's Spielberg's kid. I feel like some doors are open to you. Oh, for sure. And he chose this indie horror film. So I'm I'm guessing he actually maybe knows this guy or something like that. Right, yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, that could there's also some uh children of, of very famous people who specifically go for stuff like this so that so to, that they to, get, to get away from that. You know, so that assholes in a podcast yeah. doesn't talk endlessly about this fact. Right. Well it's uh, you know, like yeah. it's like how Joe Hill goes by joe hill and not joe king so that people don't know right, that he's right, stephen right, king's right. kid right yeah right um <clears throat> yeah i mean obviously we're not giving them enough credit hey good on you to make a i have a question Do, are you guys more excited about honeydew or post-mortem because personally i thought um, post-mortem was more I'm like, more excited about post-mortem yeah but yeah, that, but that might just be because trailer alone that trailer had more narrative threads that I could cling to. Like, like I said about the, this trailer for Honeydew, it's a lot of really compelling images, but I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I struggled with this because postmortem would have also been down here, and maybe it should have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that the more I learned about post postmortem, the less uh, encouraging it was. Well, but that isn't like it's just that it's getting lukewarm reviews. That's what it comes okay. down to. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and this, and, on the other hand, but I don't is wa- Tribeca, See, I don't right? like, yeah, I don't like saying that because I don't think reviews, you know, matter. Like the movie, you might love the movie. Yeah. Um, so I just, I was just less sure personally about Postmortem, gotcha. but I also really want to see it and really want to see mm, this one. Because they, they definitely seem similar. Or I mean, they're both, you know, like psychological horror in that genre yeah. of indie psychological horror of like the witch or something like that um yeah that is kind of blossoming and has been for the last like four or five years the yeah, yeah these seem more surreal mm-hmm. than the witch was yeah. like more mm-hmm. but yeah i, I totally get what you're saying. style yeah i'm into it i don't know people should definitely check out both trailers uh do it now yes right now immediately before you do a single other thing <laughs> yeah fart machine um, I, i'd say is all fart that's machine. left to say fart machine watch Guys. this i'm gonna fuck wait hold on yeah hold on i'm gonna fuck everybody's bidding up fart machine 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 Okay, well, guys, uh, <laughs> that's a fart machine. We did it. That's a fart machine. Guys, we did it. Thank you so woo, much woo. for having me on, hey. Fart Machine. Yeah, Fart Machine. Mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on, Abe. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything you want to tell people about? A fart machine you want to pr- plug? Mm-hmm. Uh, where can we find you? All that. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm Abe the Mighty. Uh, 
I have a thing called Small Beans. You probably know about it if you're listening to this podcast, but if you haven't, uh, we're, we make podcasts kind of like these guys do. Uh, it's Michael Swaim and I, if you recognize that name. Uh, yeah, visit us at patreon.com slash smallbeans or anywhere you find podcasts. And uh, yeah, that's that's it for me, man. I liked your uh, Murder Crows oh, director yeah. piece. But that, that, that one we were like, is this too topical? <laughs> yeah, that's right? What I, right? I was like, is this too <laughs> timely? Yeah, nineteen ninety. Uh, no, Murder of Crows. Murder of Crows, man. That's that's timeless, man. People are yeah. gonna be talking about that movie. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was our director for piece theater time. with Adam Ganzer, who's my cohort in yep. all things direction, uh, or at least podcast direction. Um, but yeah, yeah, we have that show. Yeah, it's been fun, man. We got some. Yeah, and we just recorded a, a new batch. I'm very excited. I'm gonna be talking about House, 1977's yeah! House. Yeah, Houseu. Yeah. House-u. yeah. Get it. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we have a Patreon, me, myself and Tom. It's how, it's how these producers came to be. It's patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. There's exclusive podcasts on there. Like Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Uh, there's tiers where we watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. Maybe we'll watch Fart Machine. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we have tiers where you can uh, produce special We Just Watch episodes. There's all sorts of shit on there. Check it out. Um, we also have a store at tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed where you can get uh, t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Check that out. Yeah. Oh, man. You guys. Um, that's all. Yeah. Hypecast accomplished. Um, say Fart Machine, everyone. Fire machine. Fire machine. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.